The Fantasy Basketball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io. .io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome in to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. This is January 119. Happy hump day to all of our listeners. Joining me this evening is my co-host, Steve Hammond. How are we doing, sir? We're doing good. Uh, we're back for another episode to talk some fantasy hoops. Yep, yep. Ready to get right into it. We got a lot going on in the M- NBA. We got players going down with injury. We're approaching the trade deadline. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, in this show, we're going to be going over some fantasy basketball trades and touching in on the waiver wire. Help you guys get some extra W's across this week and maybe throughout the rest of the season, depending on your league. We have about you know five or six regular season matchups left in our fantasy basketball uh, runs here as we uh, approach the playoffs. Uh, before we jump into the fantasy trade grades, Steve, what did you think about this offer for Ben Simmons? Did you see the the offer the Pistons made for him? Yeah. Uh, so it was, we got Jeremy Grant, it was Olenek, uh, Sadiq Bay, and how many first rounders? Two first round picks. Two first round picks, all for just Ben Simmons. For the infamous Ben Simmons. You just can't get off the roster. Uh, exactly. All, all of those pieces for Ben Simmons. And 76ers still turned it down. I mean, th- this seems like a really good deal. Am I, am I, am I crazy? <laughs> no, I think it's really good. I think it provided provides a lot of depth for the 76ers. Sadiq Bay, he could score along with Jeremy Grant. We haven't got to see much of him this year with the Pistons, but... He goes to the Sixers. I think this would have them uh, East favorites, at least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they would definitely pull Volt to the top of the standings. Just, you know, give it a, you know, seven to ten days with those guys on your roster. And, you know, down the middle of the floor, the 76ers, you know, they got Matisse Thibel out right now, Danny Green. They're kind of hurting for some big guys up the middle of the floor. Tobias Harris, you know, he hasn't quite had the, the same season he, as he's had in, uh, in years past. I think they were expecting a lot more out of him. You know, honestly, if I was Detroit, I would want a guy like Harris or maybe Thibel or Niang, you know, in, in return on top of Simmons. But man, that's all they ask for. Just yeah, just give us Ben Simmons, that guy that's just sitting around doing nothing. I don't get it. I love the Sadiq Bay option. Yeah, you know, the outside yeah. shooting that he'd give you and, and Grant, you know, gives you those, that mirror of Tobias Harris as well. What were you gonna say? Yeah, the size. I 
And just you're giving away someone who's adding no value right now to your team. And Ben Simmons doesn't seem like he's ever going to add value. Like, I'm all over this. Yeah, I don't know if they're still trying to land, you know, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, or what they think they're actually going to get back for him. But, man, that that was an offer I would have pulled the trigger on. But I'm also not an NBA GM, so I digress. But definitely something to look out for. Uh, I know me and Steve, we're, we're constantly checking the, the trade rumors for our Chicago Bulls. Maybe your guys' team will get out there and get their, their hands dirty at the deadline. Um, be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter. I'm at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. Steve, where, where can they find you? At Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Haman, H-A-M-A-N-N. Yep, jump at us with any trade grades or questions that you might have as we approach our deadlines as well. We're going to jump in right now and start grading some uh, some trades here in fantasy basketball. And the first one does come from Twitter. Uh, John Terry at JT, JDTVFL, excuse me, uh, reached out to get us uh, get some feedback on this offer here. I'm going to jump into it right now, Steve. We got side A, Chris Middleton. Donovan Mitchell, Ja Ja Morant, and Pascal Siakam. Four, side B, Luka Doncic, Anthony Edwards, Kevin Durant, and Evan Mobley. Which side are you going with here? So, personally, I think I'm going to go with the Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Ja Morant, and Pascal Siakam. Um, I think you're getting a bunch of guys who are kind of fringe at the top of the league where obviously the other side it's kind of holstered down by Don Cheech and Durant um, who mm-hmm. obviously are stars. Durant going to miss some time um, with his injury. Anthony Edwards um, and Evan, <clears throat> Evan Mobley, I, they're good players, um, but I don't think they're on, you know, on par with really anyone on that other side. Um, so I'm going to mm. stick. I think there's also room for improvement in Chris Middleton's game. And I think we're going to start seeing it down, down the stretch here. Well, I think with Durant being out, I mean, it's just a huge win for side a with Middleton, Mitchell, John Morant and Siakam, who, who are all hitting their mark right now. So in the last 30 days, Middleton, he ranks number 16 in total fantasy points, 581 Mitchell. He ranks number 18, 564 fantasy points. John Morant, top 10, number eight, 675 fantasy points across the last month. And Siakam, number 14 with 608. And keep in mind, Siakam, he has about tw- just roughly under 1,300 fantasy points. So he's hit nearly half of his production across the last month. He is soaring right now. And with Kevin Durant being out, most likely for the rest of your regular season in fantasy basketball, you would need to have an overwhelming uh, cast you know, to, to lift you up or just be in just way ahead of uh, everybody else in the standings, you know, a situation like that. You know, but even with that, I don't know if I would still pull the trade if I was going to, you know, be losing these players, you know, uh, Middleton, Mitchell, Morant and Siakam. It's one thing to want that side, but it's another to actually lose that side in pursuit of guys like Doncic, you know, Mobley and Edwards for the rest mm-hmm. of the regular season. And then hopefully Durant would be back for, you know, your fantasy playoffs and, you know, championship. You know, you're really taking a bet there. I just feel like side A is just so safe right now. Yeah, and I I really think it leaves a little bit more wiggle room, say, you know, someone goes down. Um, If you were to take Durant, Doncic's side, um, you know, one injury that could really set your team back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And these guys on side A, I mean, they've still been hitting at a high clip. You know, Doncic and Durant, they both average nearly 55 fantasy points a game. 
know, Middleton, you know, roughly 40 points, Mitchell 44, Morant 48, and Siakam 45. So you're just really getting consistent production from these guys. But, you know, it is a tier behind Doncic and Durant. So you're definitely putting yourself at more risk, you know, going with that Doncic, Edwards, uh, Durant, and Mobley side. But if you can pull that off, you know, you just really have to be in the driver's seat of your league and, you know, have that confidence mm-hmm. that your reserves are really going to take care of business. But uh, like, like I said, I think it's way too risky, especially with, you know, COVID protocols, spotty injuries. You never know what's going to come up. So it sounds like we're pretty uh, on spot there together, Steve. I gave John the same feedback before I even looked at a single number. I said, yeah, man, you know, take that trade all day. Middleton, Mitchell, Morant, Siakam. I knew that they were all hitting at a high rate um, just from like recent articles and research and stuff like that. So yeah, they're all top, um, top 20, like I said, in the last 30 days, as high as number eight with John Morant. All right, next up, something a little bit more simple. This is per Yahoo, uh, the trade hub or research hub on, on yahoosports.com. Two for two trade here, a couple of guards for a couple of guards. We got Fred Van Fleet and Devin, Bo- Devin Booker, excuse me, for Zach Levine and Trey Young. Which side are you going with here, Steve? I'm going to take, so at first I thought when I first looked at this, I thought I was going to jump on the Levine and Trey Young side right away, um, just with how electric of a scorer they can be. But we haven't seen the best basketball out of Zach Levine lately. Obviously, he's hurt. He's going to miss. Doesn't seem like a bunch of time with injury, but there is some time he'll miss out. Um, just rehabbing a bit. But I'm going to go Devin Booker. Um, he can consistently hit 40 points in a points league. Um, and then Van Vliet, he can really hit some high numbers. You can see him as high as like 60 points. Um, just getting it done over there. He's the top guard on that team, on the Raptors. Um, so I'm going to stick with Booker and Van Vliet. It feels like the safer side to me. I mean, you're really chasing after the um, the peak play of Trey Young. And I, recently it's gone down a little bit. Like he is a top five player in total production in fantasy basketball. He ranks number four season long for total fantasy points scored with 2,040. But across the last 30 days, production's dipped a little bit. He ranks number 26 with 546 fantasy points recorded. And I feel like that's kind of coming from the lack of success from their team. You know, they, they've been missing some guys. His assist numbers are down because of that, and they're just not winning as many games as they were to start the season. So, like, the, the team is a little bit less competitive, but this is still a player that averages 52 fantasy points per game this season. Like, he's absolutely on fire this year. It's just that the team success, I feel like, has kind of dipped into his bag a little bit recently. Um, he also got, you know, kind of hit on the head you know, on social media recently. He was, you know, keeps talking about how he doesn't like the regular season versus the playoffs. Well, yeah, no kidding, man, but we got to get there. We all do. I love the playoffs more than I like the regular season too. That's when I'm making money in fantasy. That's when we're getting paid. But come on, man, we got to get there. It's all about the grind. I agree with you though. I think I am going to go with the, the sturdiness of Van Fleet and Booker also because we don't know, you know, realistically the, the severity of Levine's injury. He could come back. He could tweak something. They may limit his minutes. You know, they may, he may miss more games even after he comes back. Um, and really, that's just been so consistent of the Chicago Bulls. They, they're constantly missing players. I hope uh, Levine isn't out too long. Booker and Van Fleet, uh, they both do a lot for their offenses, but they're not necessarily the guy that's always leaned on. They have other options. You know, Siakam is back and, and he's healthy. You know, you've got like, you know, Scotty Barnes over there that's always mixing things in. That's why I like the, Lo- the Levine and Young side of it is like they're really relied on. Even with DeMar DeRozan emerging in Chicago, Levine is needed just so much to keep that uh, that scoring scoring pace and keep them in the game or, you know, keep them, uh, you know, in the driver's seat of a game. But uh, I, I agree with you. I'm going to go with Van Fleet and Booker here as well. There's just a little bit more consistency there. 
Um, and as far as like, you know, like the trends in recent play goes, Booker is like absolutely solid right now. Number seven in the last 30 days, 677 fantasy points recorded. Absolutely on fire. All right, next one up here we've got per Yahoo. This is a one for one, so we're getting even more simple here. Seems a little bit lopsided still to me. Carl Anthony Towns straight up for James Harden. Which side are you taking there, Steve? Yeah, I think this is the easiest one we've run over so far. Uh, James Harden is my choice here. Um, mm -hmm. He's obviously been kind of given the reins of the Nets with um, Kevin Durant to miss some time. Obviously, Kyrie's mixing in there, but James Harden has that next gear where he can go out and put up monster games for you. He'll get it done with rebounds, assists, and he's dropping you know thirty plus points in that game. Um, he, he's really he's going to have his number called upon a lot by them. Um, so I I like what Carl Anthony Towns can do. I just don't think uh, he has to score the score the ball as much on that team. He has you know mm -hmm. D'Angelo Russell Edwards. They can all get it done. Um, so I, it easily here, James Harden. Yeah, 100%, especially with Kevin Durant going out, that usage is going to go up. There's going to be more availability for stats, points, uh, even rebounds, especially assists. He loves to dis distribute the ball. Um, yeah, this this one's a, ho a home run in favor of James Harden. He ranks number three across the last 30 days in total fantasy and number three on the, on the season for total fantasy points, averages 57 fantasy points per game. Carl Anthony Towns, while you know, he's still averaging nearly 50 a game himself, he's averaging 49.74 uh, fantasy points per game. Th they're just not in the same in tier still. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is a top player, number 15 on the season, but you know, a couple of tiers behind you know the, the top level guys, you know, James Harden, Trey Young, who I just mentioned, he, he's top five in a uh, season long. Um, so yeah, they, they just don't fit to me. This isn't, you know, maybe in like in a category league, <clears throat> maybe you feel like you have, you know, the points. And the scoring pace of James Harden in your reserves or other draft picks that you you know you were able to get at value, maybe like a Demar Derozan or somebody like that who you know wasn't really drafted really high in fantasy drafts uh, this offseason. But yeah, it's it's kind of a tricky one for me. I don't I don't know where they're going there. But you know, with the NBA as popular as it is, there's so many different polarizing opinions out there. You know, jump on Twitter and you'll find anybody saying you know cat's the best center of all time or some crazy stuff like that yeah. it's, a, it's a polarizing world we're, we're living in especially in the nba everybody's got their opinions and they can be pretty hard-nosed all right next up we've got uh De'Aaron fox and keldon johnson that's on side a for kevin love and franz wagner side b which 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 way are you going here so i'm gonna go kevin love and franz wagner um De'Aaron Fox, I really like him. I think he's turned it on from – he's kind of rebounded from a slow start to, st to start the season here. Um, he, he's been able to put in, you know, 30 points uh, multiple games recently. So I, as much as I like him, I just think the ceiling right now for Wagner on the Magic, they really have no one else to do it. He's been getting the job done. And Kevin Love, he's averaging 15 points over his last 10 um, he's adding in like six rebounds and two and a half assists about. Um, mm -hmm. So I like what he can do there. Uh, he's shooting the ball efficiently. So I'm going to go on the Kevin Love and Franz Wagner. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to chase the other side. I'm going to chase, chase side a with De'Aaron Fox, because I, I do believe he has the most upside in this trade between all four players. 
Fox is averaging about 40 uh, fantasy points per game this season. The numbers have taken a dip recently. Across the last 30 days, he ranks number 38 in total fantasy point production, whereas on the season, he ranks number 25. And I feel like, you know, the trade talks are starting to kind of wear in on him. You know, they're, they're saying, you know, behind closed doors, you know, his attention to detail and, you know, kind of like his intent, you know, to, to build a team up is kind of like taking a backseat. Like he doesn't seem as into it. And I'm, I don't see why not. I mean, they're just constantly talking about trading him. <laughs> I feel like this team is constantly talking about rebuilding. Um, I like his upside a little bit more, and I'd like to see him on another team You know, this this season. I feel like if he gets traded, you might be in a better situation. Obviously, that there is some more risk with that, but I feel like the Kevin Love production I can make up on waivers. Keldon Johnson, it's not even, but they're both like outside of the you know the top um, 100 in total fantasy points this season. I do feel like Keldon Johnson's you know trending down a little bit, but I feel like I can make ground with that. And I feel like, like I said, I'm getting a little bit more upside with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Wagner, I hear you. Like he is kind of like the the pulse for their scoring um, with Orlando, but I feel like they're also a team that they can just lose themselves. You know, they can go four or five minutes without you know a lot of points, and they don't really care. You know, they're they're not a playoff team. They they don't really have anything to lose nor to win in a game. Um, they're they've been dealing with injuries, you know, all season, um, but he has been a steady pace for him. So. He's got high numbers, but I, I like the, the Darren, uh, Darren Fox side better. You know, Kevin Love and Johnson balance each other out, and I would go Fox over over Wagner. Yeah, I can't argue playing the upside there. Man, I'd like to see him maybe. Um, mm, I was trying to think of a team I'd like to see him on. Nothing's really coming to mind. Who really needs a guard? Maybe Washington? Yeah. I don't think they'd be able to get that done. No. No. All right. Next up, next up, we've got um, Anthony Davis and Evan Fournier plus a first-round pick. So this is a dynasty trade for Jason Tatum, Mo Bamba, and a fifth-round pick. So again, side A is Anthony Davis, Evan Fournier, and a first-round pick for Jason Tatum, Mo Bamba, and a fifth-round pick. Which way are you going? So this, to me, what side I would take on this is kind of. It depends on like what you ha- your team's already assembled of outside of these players. Um, sure. If you're really lacking a true superstar, mm-hmm. I could see you maybe drafting a Jason Tatum. Just he's 23 years old. Um, he, he's got a ton of potential. Obviously, you hope the Celtics can figure it out moving forward. From now, they might break up the team this year. Um, but. I, I, if you're in a win now type scenario, I think you have to go Anthony Davis, Fournier, and the first round pick. Um, Mo Bamba to me isn't going to add too much value to a to a team right now, um, maybe or ever. Um, that fifth round pick, I'd much ra- rather have the first. Um, mm-hmm. Try and sag, snag someone who can sit at you know back into your rotation, um, but mm-hmm. really add good points. So. Yeah, it really depends to me on how your team's assembled. Yeah, I can sympathize with that. I mean, when we're making trades in fantasy, it always has to be circumstantial to our rosters, our situation, um, our purview of the future, what we believe you know is, is, in, hold, is in hold for these players. Um, I'm going to go with the Tatum side. <clears throat> I like the Tatum youth. You're getting nearly dead even production between Tatum and Davis as far as like total fantasy point production. Uh, Tatum obviously played more games this season. And he's averaging 49.42 fantasy points per game. Mo Bamba, actually, when he's in action, he's hitting his clip. He's hitting 30 points uh, per game. He's also been missing some time. Fournier getting older. Davis getting older. 
I feel like that's why that first round pick is in there because you got to get something back for some aging players. While Davis is still, you know, a top center in the league, top five, no doubt. I still feel like the the injury history and just the uncertainty of him, you know, finishing out the season. Like I really don't know if he's the safe play to finish out the year. He, you know, he hasn't recorded any points over the past month. He's been missing games, so it's you know definitely still a gamble to take him now. But with that gamble, you do get back that first-round pick. And if you have another first-round pick already, obviously with the NBA, there's only so many rookies that come in. You really are cornering that market, and maybe you can you know, prop those two picks into uh, leveraging yourself into another player or another better position. So that does even it out, but I still feel like the Tatum and Bamba side overwhelms me. And while I don't love the fifth-round pick, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably reject this one and come back with maybe like a fourth, maybe a third, and just see what I can do. Yes. Yeah. I think if you could bounce that down to a third, then that mm. kind of sways my opinion on it. You don't even have to be, you know, lacking a true star in wanting Tatum. You could actually make a play with this if you're in a win now mode. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that just that makes it more clear cut. But even with the fifth round pick, I, I would take the risk with that because with this season, uh, Mo Bamba's back. He's healthy. He's playing now. He's getting minutes. You know, Tatum obviously still has, um, you know, a very active scoring touch, very uh, scoring pace, does everything for uh, the Celtics. So I'd be all over him. And obviously, like you said, he's super young. He's only, he's only 23. So there's a lot of upside there for Dynasty as well. All right, cool. We got those settled. We are going to hit a quick break here, get a word from the sponsors, and then we're going to come back and touch on our fantasy basketball waiver wire for week 14. Let's go. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. This episode is brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use, very easy. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. 
Check them out today at betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com backslash SGPN. Okay, and we're back. We're going to be looking at the fantasy waiver wire, looking at some trending players with some low ownership rates. First up, Goga, Goga, but Batazi, Batazi. I can't, I can't figure out if you pronounce the D in this guy's last name, but he's a center for the Indian Indianapolis Pacers. Uh, he came in on Monday, uh, Martin Luther King Day, the seventeenth, filled in for twenty five minutes, hit seventeen points, eight rebounds, and two assists and two blocks in just twenty five minutes of time. Is this, uh, is this worth an ad, Steve? Maybe like a short term uh, stash. Yeah, with Miles Turner, he's going to be getting a second opinion on his foot. Um, this could really open up some minutes here. Um, and you've seen what he's been able to do with 25. Um, maybe doesn't get that consistently on a night-in and night-out basis because they still have some people in front of him. Um, mm-hmm. Tory Craig, um, Brissett. But yep. I, I do think that, uh, you know, you, you also have to be the first person to uh, to jump on it. So, mm-hmm. I I might I might be adding him now. I think he's worth it. I mean, he's only thirteen percent rostered on Yahoo platforms, and that was twelve percent up from the last day. So obviously, people have taken notice. I mean, they lost in that game one thirty three to one thirty nine. So it could have also just been that pace of play. Uh, they're going to be playing the Lakers uh, this evening, so be, be definitely be sure to check out his box score. I think he's going to be worth it at least you know for the next seven to ten days. I think he'll be worth a hold. You know, we've been seeing a lot of guys, you know, put up production and then just get sent right back to the bench. So this could be one of those situations. But, you know, in fantasy basketball this year, when everybody's going down and it's been always been a consistent thing. We just saw Nick Patum today get added to COVID protocols. We just had uh, Kevin Durant go down with an injury. We had Zach Levine go down with an injury. Like it's always been a constant this season. Someone's always getting hurt. I feel like this guy is just another one of those names that you're just rotating in your lineup. And if you have to drop them, it's going to be no big deal because when you do, it's probably going to be because Miles Turner's back and, you know, there's just no not enough minutes to go around. Uh, like you mentioned, Torrey Craig and O'Shea Brissett ahead of him. I don't know. I look at this guy and he's he looks like an animal out there. Like he looks like the war child of Steven Adams and Enos Freedom. Like he is a beast on the floor. I feel like he gives them plenty of upside over Torrey Craig and O'Shea Brissett. So I'm all in. I'm all in. Goga Batazi. I'm dropping the D. Where That's what we're running with. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we've got Thomas Bryant, who has returned to the Washington Wizards, uh, came back from uh, an ACL tear from uh, this time last year. Um, the minutes really aren't there yet, but I, I want to know from you, Steve, Like, do you think like he's worth the stash now? He's played three games so far, 11, 12, and 16 minutes, and he didn't really do anything until he got this, this last game, 15 points, five rebounds, and an assist in 16 minutes. It's pretty good production across that stretch. Is he worth a, a, a grab now, or do we need to wait for him to hit like you know 25-plus minutes? Uh, so no, I believe we talked about him. We might have even touched on him last week. I I like the ad here, just because right now they saw what he could do there in limited minutes. Put in fifteen points, um, grabbed five rebounds. They're going to slowly start to you know increase that incrementally, and he's going to be back. They need a big guy, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I think this is just the beginning. So I'd snag him now <clears throat> because it could pay off to be a very good starter on a good team. Um, So, yeah, him, another wizard, actually kind of similar situation, Rui Hachimura. Um, Mm -hmm. He obviously is still getting eased back in as well. Um, I think he'll take a little bit longer, but that's another guy who could end up, uh, you know, playing a good role on your fantasy team. 
Sure, sure. I mean, I, I like Bryant. I like Hachimura. I, I prefer Montrez Harrell the most out of uh, the big men there because they still have Daniel Gafford as well. I suspect that Thomas Bryant is going to leap Gafford in minutes. I feel like he's going to be the casualty there. Uh, Harrell has been one of the most efficient players in basketball this year. Uh, he's got a, a top 10 rating for his uh, player efficiency rating. Um, he also leads the team in plus minus with like 5.2, 5.5. The next closest wizard is Bradley Beal with a 1.1 or 1.2. So when he's on the floor, the team is producing like in, in positive ways. Uh, so I feel like he's going to be a, a solid mainstay there. For Thomas Bryant, I do feel like it's too soon, especially in fantasy. Like, you know, I on my on my teams where I'm like leading my leagues, like I'm constantly starting players that are playing at minimum 25 minutes per game. And if I'm lucky, like some of these days that we've had recently where we're just flooded with matchups and you just have like so many guys on your bench that you can't even use, like that's like I'm like, great, I get to, you know, start all of my 30 plus minute guys this week or whatever, this game or day or whatever, right? You know, and Thomas Bryant, he doesn't even fit that second tier for me. So I do feel like it's too soon, but it is a situation to monitor for sure. Um, 26% rostered on Yahoo. So if you are interested in attacking him, now is the time to do it. Like Steve said, he's just going to slowly get more and more minutes here, more and more production. So if you have the, the spot, you can stash him and you feel comfortable, go ahead. But I do feel like there is a little bit of risk there, especially if you're chasing, um, you know, wins and victories, you know, leading into these final weeks of the, uh, the regular season. All right, next up we have Ayo Dasunmu of the Chicago Bulls. Man, coming off some crazy games. 54, uh, 54 fantasy points in his last game, excuse me. 40 fantasy points in the game before that. Mind you, the, the three games ago he had like 32 minutes and zero production. He had a Tony Snell game. It was 32 minutes and two rebounds. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one slide, uh, Ayo. <laughs> but, uh, man, he's been hitting at a great rate. The Bulls are hurt. You know, we mentioned Levine being out. It looks like they're getting Alex Caruso back this evening, but they're still missing Lonzo Ball. I feel like Io is always going to have a role, but you know, do you think it, how consistent do you think it's going to be, Steve? Like, do you think he's going to be a mainstay on our fantasy rosters, or when these guys come back, it's going to be time to dump them? Yeah, I, I love Io, but there's just going to be a lot of people returning to this lineup. Where I mean, he he's still going to eat minutes, but they're going to have him out there more to you know, defend, rebound, kind of really run the floor, dog some of these players with his fresh legs where he's not going to be putting in the double-double we saw in the past two games for him. Uh, the opportunity has just been a plenty for him. So I, I do think that rolls back a bit, and I don't know how much production he's going to have for a fantasy team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely wait until the minutes aren't there. You know, because we've we've seen him produce at, you know, 22 minutes, 20 minutes. I mean, that production's not great. He's getting you anywhere from like 20 to 25 fantasy points. But he is definitely worth a hold in the meantime. Like, you need to wait to, uh, to see what the Bulls are going to do, see, you know, how uh, extreme the Levine injury is. He could still miss for another four or five games, and that would get you well into next week or through the end mm -hmm. of the month, actually. Um, so I think Io is definitely worth a hold for now. But expect, you know, uh, a shift in that production once all of those guys are healthy or if the Bulls make a move. That's always something me and Steve, uh, you know, are on the trigger for. All right, next up we have uh, Jonathan Kuminga of the Golden State Warriors. He's been filling in for Draymond Green. Looks like that's going to be the case until he gets back. And Green looks like he's going to miss about another two weeks. Uh, production's been there. Solid minutes. What do you think, Steve? You going you gonna to pick him up? Yeah, just coming off his first career double-double. Um, I think right now, like you said, with Draymond two weeks out, that'll get you uh, into next month, into the, you know, 
really into past the first week of next month. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think you have to. He is. I, I, it, I will say, proceed with caution because it might not be consistent. Um, he's very raw, but the talent looks to be there. Um, he could score. Um, he's always hanging around the rim. So this is an ad for me right now. Also, another player on a really good team. Eat those mm-hmm. minutes up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and while we're at it, we're just going to mix in the drop candidate uh, because of his recent production is Otto Porter Jr. Uh, he was hitting in a nice little click, you know, anywhere from you know twenty four to thirty fantasy points. But since Kaminga has been you know uh, plugged into the lineup, Otto Porter's minutes and production have gone down. So he's a big drop candidate for me. Uh, are you hanging on to him anywhere, Steve? I I would not be. Um, I think Kaminga's getting more of the opportunity and making the most of it. I, I've never really cared for Otto Porter's skill set, mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't think he brings enough to this to the table for what's already a really good team. Sure, sure. I mean, to me, he looks like the the poor man's Andrew Wiggins. Like, you know, going over to Golden State, I, I was kind of expecting a little bit more. I was like, all right, he's you know, he's going to a really good team now, Otto Porter. You know, he, he should be you know putting up you know big numbers. You know, he, he should be playing really well. That's just not the case. I mean, it's very inconsistent, to be honest. And he just kind of feels like that guy that's, you know, getting the minutes when just like everybody's out. They're missing COVID players. They're missing injured players, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with Clay Thompson back, that also adds another layer of offense that is just going to be hard for him to you know jump in and get even more minutes. So we both prefer uh, Kaminga over Otto Porter. All right. Next up, we have a pair of um, guard forward combos out of the Pacers shooting guard, small forward. Both of these guys are only 35% rostered, and they're both available on waivers. We got Chris Duarte and Justin Holiday. Uh, which Pacer guard forward combo would you prefer, Steve? So am I crazy for saying Duarte just for the upside I feel like he has? Like the defensive upside? or No, I, I just think he has... Uh, we just haven't been able to see it. Obviously, he's been a little bit of a disappointment for what they thought they were getting when they drafted him. Um, mm-hmm. This this last game though kind of has me believing. Twenty four points, seven rebounds, six assists, and then he was getting steals as well. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like his upside more than Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday obviously a little bit more consistent, um, but I, I'm going to go with Duarte here. Well, Duarte averages more points, rebounds, and assists o- over the stretch of the season over Holiday, uh, but Holiday has been infused into the starting lineup, so he is getting a lot more minutes recently. I like the defense for both players, but I mean, they, they are both contributing defense. That's the whole point. Uh, in the la- that last game where Duarte put up 50 fantasy points, he recorded three steals. In the game before that, he hit two. But in the last two games, Justin Holiday has also recorded a total of four steals, two in each game. And uh, two games ago, he had a three blocks. Like both of these guys are hitting at a high rate. It's tough for me to choose between the two. I would agree with you. There is a little bit something extra about Duarte, and I had him earlier in the year before uh, he got dinged with COVID, and I had to drop him. And I was, you know, remiss because, like, in the league where I had to drop him, you know, I only have two injured slots. You know, there's one or, or actually two less bench spots in my other league that I'm in. I'm just like, man, I hate constantly having to do this. But like we said earlier in the show. This season is been or has been and will continue to be a grind. So sometimes you just have to lose those players and hopefully they, you know, will come back to you or maybe you can get their, you know, one B in Justin Holiday or whoever that may be. Um, I, I agree with you. I'll go with Duarte uh, just because that was kind of my inclination from the beginning of the season. You know, when I did get him on my team and overall, he is still 
you know, averaging slightly at a higher clip than Justin Holiday across the season. But both, I think, are, are good ads right now. You know, the Pacers are constantly looking for offense. Miles Turner uh, is out. That's, you know, a big piece that they rely on on the offensive and defensive side of the floor. And they also could be on the trade market. They could be losing some players or, or gaining some players. So it could be a situation where either of those guys wind up getting, you know, more minutes or more production. Not a bad situation to be in. Not at all. Unless... And then last up for our ads, we have uh, Amir Coffee of the Los Angeles Clippers. This one seems like, you know, he's all good until Paul George gets back. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. The minutes have been there consistently for him. Um, he, you know he's good for double-digit points, um, really grinds it out. My question is, has there been any update on when Paul George is set to return? I thought it was a it looks month like another, when he I think another three hurt. weeks. I think oh, okay. another, another three weeks. I think it was... I own him in, in multiple leagues, so I believe the injury started on the 25th on Christmas Day, and mm-hmm. they said four to six weeks from then, and this week I believe they updated it with a three-week window again, like, you know, hey, we're going to check him out in another three weeks. That's when they believe he's going to return. So it seems like he'll be you know, good to return to our fantasy lineups for the last couple of weeks of the regular season, which is nice. We'll, we'll be able to see what we get going into the playoffs. Um, but at worst, that's what we'll have him at is the playoffs. So, you know, if you're a fantasy owner of Paul George, that's what you need to be looking out for. In the meantime, I think coffee is definitely an, a solid fill in, uh, his last four games, 37, 35, 20 and 48 fantasy points since the new year, you know, since after George went down, he's been very, very consistent minus a, a couple of games early this month against Phoenix and Memphis, where he recorded less than 20 fantasy points, but I can't see a game prior to that or after that where he's done exactly that. So, you know, his, his production has been very steady. Points, rebounding, and he sprinkles in some assists as well. Uh, in his last four games, he's actually had three games of five assists or more, which is, which is nice to see uh, coming from a small forward. Provides steady defense. He has uh, seven steals across his last four games, a couple of blocks in that mix as well. Doesn't really turn the ball over either. So very few turnovers, getting assists, getting rebounds, consistent points. It's there. Yeah, and when the when the Clippers are winning, that's when he's playing his best ball. When obviously when they lose, you kind of see his numbers take a dip, but mm-hmm. he, he definitely plays a big part in their wins. Yeah, absolutely. All right, a couple more drop candidates here. We have uh, Alec Burks of the New York Knicks. We saw Kemba Walker come back on the uh, 18th yesterday. Played about 30 minutes. Dropped Alec Burks down to 17 minutes. He did little to nothing. Had four rebounds, two turnovers. There was nothing there for him. Is uh, Alec Burks going to stay on your roster, Steve, or is he uh, Dunzo? So I'm not necessarily running to dump him off my team. I think you got to maybe let this unfold a little bit more, see where he is. Um, but I, I just think if this is kind of like a wasteland. Um, the Knicks lineup, at least, is just a wasteland for guards. Seems oh. like they have so many, obviously, and they have some who are out with injury. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's still just there's so many. So I will say. If I was looking into my crystal ball, I do think this probably you're going to see a major decline here from Burks. Um, but maybe I'd hold on a little bit longer and just make sure that last game wasn't an outlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to be the case. Like I'm holding him for now. He does have that nice um, usage of the point guard, shooting guard, and small forward position, so that's nothing to kick around either out of your fantasy lineup. He's mm-hmm. still 55% rostered, so I think a lot of fantasy owners are in the same boat with us. Like. Hey, like let's let's wait this out. You know, a couple more matchups, see what we get, and see if they retool. 
Uh, the guard situation, like you mentioned, they have Emmanuel Quickly. Now Kemba back, who's healthy. Evan Fournier, who's healthy, who's now you know listed as a starter. I'd honestly like to see you know Walker and Burks as in the starting lineup, and then you have Fournier and Quickly coming off the bench. But I think you know having Burks actually lead a second group would be nice, but that's not what we saw from the last game's production. So definitely a situation to monitor. And then, of course, Derek Rose, who's been injured. I don't know if he's going to make it back for the regular season or not. Uh, he might be just... Um, yeah, as of twelve twenty-two, it says eight week plus uh, after surgery. So he's going to be missed, you know, probably close to the end of the regular season. Um, obviously, he's in your injury slot, but not something really need to worry about this situation. Um, I'm hanging on to Alec Burks from in the meantime. We'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, next guy up, man, the disrespect in Miami, Amer Yurtsevin. I don't know what this guy has to do. Yeah. I, I mean. Th- and this one took me like by like you know my pants were down on this one like I was just like what like I looked at my lineup and you know he's doing nothing he's got a DNP uh, Bam uh, Adebayo he came back he's healthy uh, Dwayne Dedman you know he's a hundred percent now he was kind of like back and forth day to day in and out of the lineup um, PJ Tucker's obviously been you know consistently healthy so they're like all right these guys are back Amir you're not playing buddy <laughs> like this guy was on a tear I think it was like fourteen straight games with double digit rebounds. Uh, in his last uh, appearance, he had 22 and 11. No, let me just go down the last three. 22 and 11, 17, 11 and four, 13, 10 and six, seven, 16 and eight. Like I can't even keep going. It's making me it's making me frustrated. 41, 39, 36, 45, 45 fantasy points. Kiss him goodbye, folks. I don't know what to expect, Steve. I'm holding him. I, I mean, am I nuts here? Like, am I just angry? Am I bitter? <laughs> I, I don't know if you're the nuts person. I think the Heat are nuts. They really just gave Dwayne Dedman, okay, here, take your take your spot right back. And it has taken away from the play of your seven, who has been a rebounding machine. I mean, when I'm betting his props, I'm seeing them. They're always sitting at like 13 and a half. I think it's, they got as high as 14 and a half. And he's still hitting the over. So I I do think he, for fantasy wise, um, I don't know where they're gonna go with him from here. It's something that maybe you hold for a little bit and watch to see, just because he has been a tremendous tremendous talent when he plays. But kind of seems like the Heat are just done with him. I'm not letting go. I gotta believe. <laughs> like I, I I gotta hope, man. Like I got guys like you know Paul George still out, um, Derek Rose, who I mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I need this guy to come back in a big way. Like I, I need him to do something. If I have to drop him, it's going to be a huge miss on production in my lineup. So, uh, knocking on wood, hoping for the best, rubbing my bunny ear, or rabbit ear, whatever. Uh, I need every little bit I can get from him. Um, hopefully, Markeith Morris, uh, his back just keeps like hurting. You just say, keep saying, "Ouch, ouch." Otherwise, the mayor's you know getting sent down to the you know, minors or whatever, <laughs> yeah. going down to the G League. Um, and then next up here, uh, lastly, is uh, Nicholas Batum. He went into COVID protocols. You know, can fantasy owners, um, you know, last without him on their roster? Like, let's say all of their injury slots are full. Is Batum a hold, or is he just, you know, hey, sorry, another casualty of the season? I think he's just another casualty of the season to me. Um, he's just if he he could really miss some time here going into protocol. Um, he's you've liked what he's had of late, but. I, I just think it's another casualty of what a wild season we have. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree. I mean, the last game was you know pretty miraculous: fifty fantasy points, thirty-two points, five boards, and three assists. 
but the, it was also a 139 victory. You know, there was just a ton of scoring in that game. That's not something that we've seen from him throughout the season. So while those numbers like look really appetizing and you might be feeling yourself like, oh, I, I can't let him go. No, no, this, this, this is a situation where you can feel free to just drop him. Maybe he'll come back to you. Maybe he doesn't, but I'm sure that there will be someone that you can get to supplement that production in your lineup. So I'm not someone I want to hold on to. I know it's crazy to say, you know, I'm going to hold on to a mayor Yurtsevin, but not, you know, Nicholas Batum, you know, hopefully, you know, Yurtsevin will just get some minutes. If he doesn't, it's, you know, it'll be pretty easy to drop him. But Batum, you got to wait those 10 days, you know, which is a matchup and a half essentially in fantasy. And then you got to wait, you know, make sure that his conditioning's good. He hasn't missed a beat, et cetera. So that one's going to be a casualty for me. All right, cool. Well, that's all the time that we have for this episode. Do you have anything to share before we uh, head out, Steve? Um, nothing. Bulls. Hopefully we can rebound here. Um, I am a huge Bulls fan, so it's been tough to stomach, I'd say, the past week. Uh, so let's hope we get uh, on the right track tonight. We're in Cleveland, and uh, we'll come back next week. A little yeah, it is going to be very, very tough. I, but I'm. I also like the Cavs this year. Um, I want the Bulls to obviously win. So if they can win tonight, maybe I come back next week even more juiced. Yeah, let's hope so. Bulls still at the top of the East, but they are. They've got. They've got some competition chasing them here. Uh, they're twenty-seven and fifteen. Miami twenty-eight and sixteen. Brooklyn taking on DC tonight. They're twenty-seven and sixteen. Cleveland and the Bulls. Uh, you know, top four matchup there. Cleveland is at number four. 27 and 18. So it's going to be a tough one tonight. Hopefully the Bulls can get it done and maybe they can go trade for Omer or Yurtsevin. Please, please. <laughs> Do something cool. Do something cool. All right. Take care. Be well, everybody. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. Steve, where can they find you? At Steven, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Haman, H-A-M-A-N-N. Yep, and always be sure to follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast. You can find all the info that you need for fantasy and gambling alike at Gambling Podcast. Take care, be well, be good, and if can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.